Welcome home to a life without limits, where you honor your alignment, nourish your soul, and awaken your inner goddess. Some days we fly, some, well, we've got you, sister. Abundance is your birthright. This is your remembrance. Hot Mess Goddess, juicy conversations for a luscious life. It's all about the magic of meditation with today's guest, Cheryl McIlroy. Shez is obsessed with meditation and its many benefits. And she also works part-time helping women upskill and get back into the workforce. And through her passion, she's making such a positive impact in the way that that gets delivered through the workforce as well, including implementing a meditation program. So this girl can truly manifest and it just goes to show that anything can happen when you follow your heart. Welcome, Cheryl, to the Hot Mess Goddess podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today because it's one of my favorite topics. It's just such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much. It's just an honor to be here as well. Like, thank you for asking me to be on it. How could I not? Seriously. I love it. We actually met in really funny circumstances. I think Centrelink sent me to you after I had my child. And yes, I can't even remember what you were meant to help me do. (laughs) Which we completely surrendered halfway through your appointment. I was like, yeah, look, we've done the paperwork. Let's just have a chat because we just connected straight away. It was amazing. It was so good. We did. And we have such. (laughs) forget my job for a second let's just have a chat (laughs) such a blossoming friendship from it as well because we had so much in common yes oh I remember that was the best day I drove back to my hometown and I was like oh met a soul sister so good I know it was nothing like I was expecting I'm going gosh I wish all appointments were like that That's right. Good old Centrelink. Gotta love it. You have actually been helping me. It's not like you haven't done your job. Let's just clarify that. (laughs) Because we have had that beautiful friendship developing, I've been a part of your meditation journey because it's something you've always been passionate about. Like I've got to watch you work through some of that. Yes. As in really delving deep into it because you do have a job and all these other things. So talk to us about how you ended up where you did. Oh, wow. Okay. So meditation has always been a part of my life certainly since I've lived in Australia I moved to Australia in 2012 a wee backpacker then I was <laughs> came over to do six months traveling and met my husband and never went home so it was interesting to start a whole new life over here and meditation was a massive part of me being able to process like leaving my family and my friends behind because you know when I was doing it I was just like oh yeah I'm just moving to Australia this is fine this is normal this isn't a big thing and then once I'd landed physically and figuratively I was like oh my goodness I don't know anyone here I'm essentially starting a whole new life and that was a lot to process I mean I was 25 I think at the time And you were so close to your family too. Oh, yeah. Me and my parents are, we're best friends. We really are. We're so close. So to leave all that behind and start afresh was such a big thing and genuinely didn't realize it till I had settled here all this anxiety was coming to the surface and I didn't know what to do with it. So I ended up going to the doctors and as doctors do, they try and give you antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And my whole soul level was like, no, there is another way to deal with this. And just reconnected with meditation again, because it was kind of like dipping in and out of my life for years. But this was the crunch time, I suppose, where I kind of thought this is a great tool for me right now. And started attending group sessions in Shepparton where I live and connected with like-minded people and found that the energy was so potent and beautiful and I did that on and off for a couple of years and I remember the lady who was holding the space said I'm actually wanting to take a step back and needing a replacement and this is where the resistance comes in and and the the imposter syndrome and like I'm not good enough to do that what am I talking about or what am I thinking about rather and I never said anything at the time and someone else replaced her and it was always kind of simmering in the back of my mind that this is important and I don't know how important or why but that thought and that feeling that came up for me in that moment I could do this 
I could see myself doing this, but I'm not good enough. Yeah, it was a real potent moment. And I think it was end of 2017, 18, where I was really starting to delve deep into my own meditation practice exploring all the various techniques that you can use i mean it's addictive once you get oh it's just like once you access and connect with that part of yourself there is just no turning back and yeah late 2017 early 2018 it was just this massive spiritual journey for me started and not to sound cliche but i was seeing 11 11 all the time it's a thing it really is Oh, it's a thing. And, you know, people laugh at me when I say it, but goodness me, it was like such a turning point. 2018, everything was divinely timed. Even the purging of all the shadow work that you do alongside of it, connecting to like-minded people, literature. I mean, I remember reading Rebecca Campbell's Rise, Sister, Rise and just sobbing because I was like, where has this book been all my life? We were camping in a national park down at East Gippsland and I was on my own on this beach and I was just hyperventilating, sobbing. When you resonate with something so much, it's that feeling of coming home, isn't it? It absolutely is. I'm glad someone else cries when that happens too. I just can't help it. It's like one of those special moments in your life that you just don't forget, I think. And they can come in various forms, particularly when it's a spiritual journey and a spiritual connection with yourself, you realize where the turning points were and and where you need to do the work. Yeah, that was just a huge year for me. It's funny because I've genuinely never really had anything too traumatic happen to me in my life. You know, everyone has the shadow side, don't they? They have the shadow self that we are taught not to acknowledge because everybody has to be happy all the time. And if you're not happy, you're seen as, I guess, failing in society. And I just, just the realization of the importance of sitting in your own shit, for want of a better phrase, and going, it's time to own who I am completely. And from that, I've just gained so much confidence and super duper proud of who I am and what the message I am now delivering to other people is. Oh, hard expansion right there. Yeah, seriously. I'm grinning from ear to ear just talking about it because it's just been so special. And I'm glad you mentioned too that you haven't had anything overly traumatic happen in your life because I had such a beautiful childhood with my family as well. And so many people feel guilty for having shit when other people have had the most horrific experiences as children, as adults. And you start to compare yourself going, well, I don't really have anything to complain about. So, you know, who am I to feel like crap today? I'm really glad you brought that up because we are human. We're here to have this human experience and that involves every freaking feeling there is. Oh, for sure. And I think the importance of those feelings, particularly to, you know, the next generation is so important. We think back to survival of the fittest back in the day, you know, fear and scarcity and anger and all those what you class as lower vibrational emotions they were integral to survival. And now it's like, obviously, social media plays a massive part in this. And if you're not eating seven fruit and veg a day, or you're drinking alcohol, or whatever it is, you're making yourself miserable, and you're unhappy, and then you're failing at life. And I just feel like that that's so inhumane, and so far removed from the connection of being a human being. As you said, I've had a wonderful life. I've been so fortunate. And to be honest, sitting with all the emotions that I did that year, I realized that the stuff that I did go through, albeit very normal, was partly my responsibility as well. You know, I was growing as a human. I made mistakes. I was not my best self. And just sitting with that and owning that, I think, is important for everybody to do, no matter what walk of life you come from. Oh, so true. And because whenever you're not aligned with what you came here to do. Yes. And everyone's going, well, how do I know what I came here to do? Which is a whole different thing. 
but whenever you're not aligned, you're not happy. Yes. And it doesn't mean that it's because of trauma or because of this. And then you start judging others. And then that judgment is just a judgment of yourself and all of this stuff. But if you're not aligned, then of course, you're not going to be happy in every area of your life. Mm. Exactly like what you said, sitting on that beach, it was like a boom, soul truth for you. And that's why you were so emotional about it. And you have adjusted your life path because of that. Absolutely. I think a lot of people get carried away with the shoulds. I should be doing this. I should do that. Our intuition, especially as women, it's our superpower. I cannot stress that enough. We know from down to our bones what is aligned and what isn't. And meditation, bringing that into it, gives you that ability to tap into that part of yourself so that you let all those things that are unaligned fall away because you highlight what is important to you and what needs work. Oh, I love that. And so what happened from that time on the beach and from you just not actually stepping into that teaching role and just thinking, oh gosh, I should, but no, I'm not. What happened from there? Oh, just lots and lots and lots of inner work, so much inner work. And I think the more I did it, the more connected I was to myself and what I stood for, what I believed in, what I wanted to create, and then everything else was slowly dissolving away. And then when I started this part-time job that I'm now doing, I was helping women connect to that part of themselves. And again, it was that divine timing. It further cemented to me that this is the path. It's not the big picture. What I want, we take the baby steps to get to that, obviously. But it was along the aligned path of where I was going. And the more I was doing that, I think it was like two or three months into the start of that job that my manager allowed me to run a 12 session meditation course that I created myself because that was also going on in the sidelines you know I was writing all these meditations and you know in my spare time because I was just like this is happening this is bubbling under the surface and then to manifest that in a corporate working environment I was just like pinch me (laughs) how is this unfolding so beautifully it was just such a gift to see and feel that unfold. And then when I started doing that course at work and getting the feedback that I did and the connection that I did with the women that were doing it, that's when imposter syndrome started dissolving away and the fear of being seen as well, which is just such a huge piece for so many people in the personal development industry, you know, like who am I to show up and tell people how to live their life or guide them through these things, you know, but it was just dissolving. And funnily enough, when I was doing the sessions, I was seeing 11-11 every time. I was just, you know, when you just feel deep joy to the very core of your being, like it was just all of the yes. That finished in December. And by the February, I'd launched Muse, which is my meditation business, because I thought I've just got to rip the Band-Aid off here. I've just got to do it. There's no right time now. It's in me, but I just thought, I've got to do it. I've got to give it a go. You're bringing up so much gold here because, (laughs) and it's not just the personal development industry that you were saying where the imposter syndrome comes in. It's like I had that with writing even. Yes. Yeah, true. Done it for 20 years, but doing it on my own. Yes. A whole different story. And imposter syndrome came in for me too. And just that not feeling good enough. And then I'm not ready yet. Like, I love that you said that because you never feel ready. No, it's pretty rare that some people do and they're just on fire, but most of us don't. (laughs) Yes. Most of us have those little (laughs) doubts creeping in and we're not quite ready and we don't have everything finished. And sometimes you've just got to start. And those little nudges that we get, you know, seeing the numbers, I see animals, like there's all sorts of signs. If you really want to look for them, they're there. And if you actually just like what you said as well, follow your joy. Yes. That is the biggest answer to everything that you could ever do. That's the the true alignment is when you feel those moments of joy, just, just simply noticing what you're doing in that moment. And for everybody, it will be different, won't it? Like for some people, yeah. it will be playing with their children or exercising or whatever it may be. But I do think that if I hadn't have delved into meditation and done that inner work through that, that being ready piece, I don't think I'd ever have done it. 
because I think so many people go through life like that where they just wish they'd have given it a go. And to practice meditation and sit with those uncomfortable feelings allows yourself, because there's the only way is through, isn't it? Like that's yeah. just that's the thing here is to work through those emotions. We're not ignoring them. We're not distracting ourselves from them. We're actually sitting with them, moving through them. And that's the key piece to move through them, not wallow in them for 10 years. That's right. There seems to be these extremes. You either, what they call spiritually bypassing, you know, you pretend nothing's wrong at all, or you don't even want to, like, I remember going through a phase where I did not want to feel my crap because I thought, oh no, I'm going to manifest more of it. You know, there was was a real fear there. It's like, no, focus on the good, focus on the good. Yeah, you've got to find that balance and not wallow in it and just move through it and release it from your body. And meditation is such a beautiful way to do that. That's right. Just making space for that day for joy to come in and to create those beautiful moments, however that looks to anybody, you know, like everybody will be different. For me, it's sometimes it's just dancing around my kitchen to my favorite music. That is uh, moving my body. That, yeah, just Stevie Nicks blaring out the speakers. Just, yes, this feels so good. And, you know, to create those moments because I had meditated. I mean, I am always up in my head and that's why meditation is such a beautiful tool for me because it grounds me, it allows me to just come back into that clear space for the day to create. And that's basically how I've got here. Yeah, it's great for us overthinkers. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I think so too. And there's such different ways to meditate as well. Like I remember when I first started looking at meditation, it was like, oh, I'm sitting here cross-legged. Am I holding my fingers the right way? Like how am I supposed to be typically overthinking it again? For sure. And I love the guided ones because I don't have to do anything. I can just receive almost. And it's a beautiful way to start meditation as well is just to relieve that expectation on yourself to self-guide. I mean, I have meditations where I sit for 15 minutes and my mind doesn't stop, but I have the beautiful benefits of, you know, my heart rate slowing down, my meridian rhythms just regulating. Yeah, the guided ones is a beautiful way to start. They're endless online as well, free. You can download Insight Timer or they're on YouTube as well. Yeah, there's some amazing ones. And I would just say too, some will align and some won't. Yes. And some... Just be wary of your own energy. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. That's right. And again, it's that resistance piece. And this is one of the biggest things that I come across with people that talk to me about what I'm doing. They're like, oh, I've tried meditation, but I just can't sit still. I find the person's voice annoying and, you know, resistance, resistance, resistance. And it's just working through that as as well, like making that promise to yourself and knowing that like anything, you know, you, you go to the gym, you're not going to see immediate benefits. It's the same thing. Yeah. And you're not going to align with every trainer. No, exactly. You know, like I'm a very big believer, like I'm not for everybody either. My message is very down to earth and practical. And, you know, Joe Bloggs, who works at a truck company who spends hours and hours in a truck by himself can use what I teach. But if somebody's wanting to be fixed or like this big spiritual awakening, you know, I can give you the tools to start and to encourage you. Because at the end of the day, I think you've got to dedicate that time and make that space for yourself. And however you do that to start, whether it be guided meditations or even mindful walking, practicing mindfulness in what you're doing in your day to day, that's fine too. Yeah, I was going to say that too, because I am not one that likes to just be very still when it comes to meditation. What I've discovered recently this year more, so I still love being still sometimes when I meditate, but quite often if I'm meditating, oh, I shouldn't move too much, I'll bump the microphone, but I'll need to move (laughs) my arms or just move my body in some way. And I always thought that was wrong. That was me being distracted. No, no, I realized it was 
energy shifting. So I'd love if you could talk about the different types of meditation. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm very, very drawn to movement meditations and it's something that I will be incorporating into my business when we're allowed to see people again (laughs) Um, because I'm a big believer of that. I mean, emotions are energy in motion and if you're not moving those emotions through you, they become stuck and moving and dancing to your favorite music, even if it's very, very subtly and gentle and that's perfectly okay. It's connecting within essentially and I think think for me, gosh, there's so many different types of meditation, Sally. And again, the podcast would go on for ages if I spoke about all of them. If anybody was to kind of come into the world of meditation is just use your intuition. What are you drawn to the most? Like for you, it would be movement. You're not very good at sitting still. That's beautiful. Like walking in nature very mindfully is a, is a beautiful entry point to that. Also, yeah, the dancing, the intuitive movement is a beautiful way to move through that. And you might find that on another day, you're so exhausted, you just need to quieten down the mind. And I always say to my meditators that come through the door, I'd like you to lie down because sitting up cross-legged with a, a mudra, you know, like it's something to think about, isn't it? So is my posture okay? Am I supposed to keep my eyes closed the whole time? Like, can I fidget? Can I move? You know, like all these things to think about straight off the bat is going to bring up that resistance again. I love the ones where you lie down as well, because I tend to be an overthinker, like you said. And so I love Mm. the visualization ones that take me on this beautiful journey because I'm not overthinking. There's not a million things coming into my mind to distract me. I just get to go on this beautiful journey where I'm lying down totally relaxed and it's amazing what happens in those guided ones you know guides can come through like I've had some of my biggest breakthroughs because I know you said the guided ones are a great place to start Mm. but I think they're a great place wherever you're at because I've had some of my biggest breakthroughs with those guided visualizations it's been incredible You're absolutely right. I think as well, when you take away that responsibility to self-guide, you are completely surrendering to yourself, aren't you? So absolutely allow the teacher or the recording of the meditation to take you to that space where I call it silent surrender, where that's that quiet time, your heart space is open, your mind is open where are we going today? Like, let's go. And I mean, I do come across people that aren't visual. So I'll say to them, just tap into the feelings that you're feeling in this moment. And quite often that I find if they do that, then that's when the visualizations come to fruition because they're able to associate parts of their life or past or whatever it is with those emotions. And yes, the breakthroughs happen and they're super powerful and potent. By the time you open your eyes, you kind of feel like a different person, like you've traveled through something and worked through something and you're like, wow, something's really shifted here. And it's just, it's addictive, isn't it? (laughs) So, so addictive. And it it just, even some of the ones that aren't guided where it's just frequencies, you know, listening to different frequencies, they help me sleep at night. They just help me relax and unwind. And I I just love them. Yeah. Binaural beats is one of my favorites, to be honest. I mean, you can self-guide through the grounded part of the meditation, which is just a body connection, feeling, using your senses, the space that you're in, how you're held by the ground beneath you. And then the binaural beats just take you on this journey. And the hurts that you choose, can be related to different emotions as well. So I don't know if you've heard of Dr. David Hawkins. He created the scale of consciousness. Yes. Um, Oh, wow. When I came across that was just life-changing. And it's just a scale of the different frequencies of emotions. And that's a beautiful tool to use in your day-to-day as well. Like, where am I operating from today? Okay, I'm in the lower vibrational end or I'm living from fear. Let's do a meditation, find a binaural beat. Again, endless supply on YouTube or Spotify. Yeah, see where you go with it. And it's powerful, powerful stuff. 
Oh, isn't it? And I probably am pronouncing this so wrong, but it is what it is. The I think solfeggio, I don't know how yes. to say it. Those frequencies is exactly what you were talking about. Yes. And I love that um like when you're looking at that stuff, like I've come to realize that all my emotions are wonderful, whether I'm yes. in fear, whether I'm sad, whether I'm pissed off or whatever it is. Yeah. They're all just this beautiful guide to bring me back into alignment and joy. Yes. And so I love that you can just choose something and just go, oh, I think I want to feel this. And just it just <laughs> brings you back together, you know. It's like, absolutely. or I want to stay in my anger and figure out what the fuck that's about. Yeah. And it absolutely. allows you to actually do that too. <laughs> yes, exactly. And again, it will be different for everybody, but to have the tools that's like if you're feeling angry, all right, I'm going to put some death metal music on and just headbang in my kitchen for 10 minutes and move it through me and oh, I feel so much better. Or I feel sad. I'm going to put on the Titanic and cry at the end when Jack freezes in the water and work through all the sadness. And it just it's just that beautiful connection to yourself. Oh, music is my meditation, I must say. The lyrics in particular with some mm. songs, as well as loving doing those frequencies in the evenings, mostly for me. But oh, there's so much goodness. And even with mantras and things, whichever ones you want to choose, I actually hold my cacao near those, you know, because we all know talking about water and the frequency of water and all of that stuff and the words we put onto them. Yeah. And so actually the water I make my cacao with, I have all sorts of mantras playing while I make cacao sometimes and oh. holy dooly, playing with this stuff is incredible. It really is. And Deepak Chopra does a beautiful 21 day mantra meditation challenge. I think it's like 15 minutes each day. And it's a beautiful way to start the day, particularly as the sun's just coming up, listening to the different mantras. He explains what it means and you really embody them. They're really beautiful. They kind of roll off the tongue. I often come across people that come to me and they go, oh, I've tried mantra meditation. It doesn't work. I mean, there's a big difference between mantras and affirmations, but I encourage people just to use an affirmation, just to focus on particularly starting the day, I am, or I want to embody, or, you know, I have those power statements. Because you feel it, it touches every cell in your body. When you really tap into that and you're breathing through that in your meditation, you know, I am a woman, even. It was a big one for me last year. I am a woman. I am a woman. I am a woman. Just to sit with those kinds of power statements creates a shift in you as well. It's just crazy. It is. And see the power of words, of course. So I love those affirmations. Yes. And I've been I've been one to sit there and go, affirmations are a load of shit. They don't work for a lot of people. Mm. They don't feel it. And That's so there's it. a big resistance to those words. And if you're not feeling yep. it and you're going, I don't believe it. But on the other hand, repetition is incredible. So of you can course. actually start to say it until you do believe it. Yes. Absolutely. It's the same with manifesting anything, isn't it? Like thoughts alone are, are meaningless without the feeling behind them. If you say, I want to have a baby, but without the feeling behind it, you ain't going to get very far. So it's, it's the same with meditation. It's about continuing your practice and embodying it until it becomes, I mean, for me now, it's non-negotiable. It's kind of essential to my well-being that I sit with myself. And yeah, as I said, I intuitively feel into what I need. Like I have had years of playing around with different types of meditation and I encourage anyone to do the same is that even if you've been doing the same type for a while now, try and play around with something else, see if it resonates. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Let it fall away and, you know, either go back to the one you were using or try a different one. It's just endless. And by becoming aware of what you need in the present moment, which is what it's essentially about, um, the more you can just tap into intuitively which type is going to work for you. And, you know, as you said, some days it will be moving around, moving your body really. And that's a beautiful way to tap into yourself as a woman or, or a man, you know, your sexuality, your sensuality, your connection to life as well. And then other days it's, oh, geez, I've had a shit day. I just need to... <laughs> Yeah. sit with that for a minute <laughs> and yeah process and other days it's mantra based the opportunities are endless sally oh 
So when you do the guided ones, do you have Mm. different guided meditations for different things that you want your clients to work through on a particular day? For the one-on-one sessions, nine times out of 10, my clients are beginners. So what I will do is I will talk to them prior to that session and I will ask them, what is it you would like to get out of this session? I'm not up here and you're down here. We are both human beings and I get it. Like some days you need relaxation, other days you need clarity. So just to level with them prior to them even stepping into that space, I can then create the session to tailor what they need. Sometimes they don't know and that's okay. And I will keep it very basic just to not to overwhelm, I think is the big one. But generally the meditations that I guide through the session, they come out of source. They're very intuitive. I don't follow a script. I read their energy when they come into the space. I make sure that the space I'm holding for them is exactly what, I try my best to be exactly what they need. And yeah, I just feel into it. I feel into their energy and go from there. With the group sessions, it's obviously a bit harder to do a more personalized session. So I generally just pick a topic that I want to cover. Sometimes it's the chakras. Sometimes it's, I mean, I remember just before the COVID lockdown kicked in, I wanted to do about the collective energy and just allowing them to explore where they may have given out energy to other people, whether they've absorbed other people's energy back. Yeah, just playing around with that. And I find that the more you do that for the group sessions, the more they feel like it's their experience as well. Like, again, I'm not the guru and they're the students. You know, we're both kind of on the same level exploring ourselves as human beings. And that's what I try and promote. I love that you have that style of leadership as well, because so many leaders have been put on a pedestal Mm. and sometimes it can get to their ego. It's hard not to, I guess, sometimes. And I just love the fact that you lead in amongst it all and, you know, you're very humble sometimes too humble almost because you know there's that that <laughs> yeah, self-belief no, so that funny, isn't it? that I've I'm watched so you work dorky. through yeah <laughs> yeah it's literally like okay I'll I'll be over here in the corner guiding you if you could just not look at me when you're meditating <laughs> <laughs> it's just that whole oh it's dreadful but and I find that as soon as people step into that space with me and they see that I'm just like them because it's comparisonitis is is a awful space to be sitting in when you're trying to work through your own stuff like you know I don't want them to come into a session or a class with me and go oh well, she's been doing it for you know, nearly 10 years now like obviously she knows everything and I like what if I don't do it right and I just don't want that I just want people to come in and go oh okay she's quite down to earth and and normal and a bit of a weirdo which is great <laughs> yeah. well, aren't we all and yeah, I love that's the right. fact love too it. that you have that realization like most of the people we're connected with do it's beautiful mm. that we are going to keep learning until the day we die and so yes. the more that you learn and grow the more you share with others and I love yeah. the fact that you have stepped into that Like you've gone through that resistance and gone, oh my gosh, my soul is telling me I have to do this. I'm just going to close my eyes and just jump. And you (laughs) have, and you're sharing as you're growing and, you know, the more you learn, the more you share. And I love, love, love that. Yeah. And that's why my meditation business is fairly new. Like I only started in February. And as I learn and as I grow, I mean, I've already learned so much in that short space of time. I'm very excited now. I'm not fearful. I'm just excited about where it's going to grow and how the business will grow and what it will grow into, how I will change and shift my services because of what I'm experiencing. And I think that's super, super important to me because authenticity is super important to me. You know, like pedestal is a great word. You know, I don't want to be that person that's rigid and like, I've learned everything I need to know and I have nothing left but just to teach you all. That's not genuine and yeah, what I want to embody. Uh, And I don't think you ever will. And you're obviously so much younger than me as well. I won't say you're young because that's a label, (laughs) but you're a lot younger than me. And so I can't wait to see what you're sharing and how Mm. you're teaching, you know, in another 10 years, in another 20 years. It's just 
it's so exciting it's so exciting and I think yeah just to have found the passion for something that is just soul level yes is special in itself and I'm grateful for that every single day to have finally found my thing and look at all the people that you're helping like if you didn't work through those limitations and it took mm. you a while to work through as it does a lot of us you know so yeah. it's not always instant it can take years and years to work through oh. these limitations yep it's but still you, happening yeah you know? as you grow you'll yeah. you'll hit more of those limitations to work through that's just a natural part of it but imagine like if you didn't do that first class or if you didn't do it at work mm. and have the feedback that you had from the people that it really helped like it that makes it so worth it and oh. you have to keep going then absolutely and that's what drives me I think is the feedback if I was to do it and didn't receive the feedback that I get it would be okay how can I develop here how can I grow to help or serve better but because it's just constant it's like I came into a session with a headache and I left without one without taking Nurofen what's that about and I was like that's meditation my love and that is just the beginning of it you know like and just to really speak from the heart and care about others as well I genuinely care about the people that come into my space and I think that makes a difference as well I mean yes it's a monetary thing to a certain extent but it's also not it's about gifting people the tools that are just super duper important as a human being to have I believe anyway I just think it's yeah magical I'm starting to realize that the money thing is just an energy exchange mm. like you love to give what you give and energetically you can receive back in a number of different ways you can receive back with positive words of affirmation you can receive yes. back with money in your bank account you can receive back in all sorts of different ways and sometimes you have to give an avenue for ways yes. for that to come back in so if you would like your bank account to look a bit better then set up a way for the feedback to come through financially like yes it's, it's just is all energy still and there's nothing wrong with that I used to always think oh I can't charge for what I'm doing it makes me like <laughs> A fraud or, yeah, I'm yeah. selling out or, that's right. no, this and, should and be the a gift. I've got as well from the monetary side of it. Is that it? Like when I tell them how much it is for, for a session and I was like, yeah, they were like, oh my goodness, stop selling yourself short. And I'm like, I'm just not there yet. Like I'll get there. <laughs> it's, it's more about just giving my energy to help others at this point. And I, I love that. That sits really well with me. And yeah, to see how I go, really, I guess. It's been a massive journey, and particularly with the resistance and the, the imposter syndrome. Like even now, I, I do a post on my social media for my account and I'm like, oh, am I going to get judged? How am I going to be judged? And then you sit with the uncomfortable, you meditate through it and you go, well, that's me being authentic. So that's Yeah, the judgment thing's been huge for me too. I know the easy answer is you meditate through it, but what's the best way you've found to really work through that? Like how would you meditate through that? I guess sit with the fear and I do what's called self-inquiry meditation. So you, you sit with a question. It's a bit like journaling, but in your mind, I guess. And you just allow your intuition to talk to you. And one of the biggest ways to tap into your subconscious with questions that you need answering, like why am I fearing this, for example, or what do I fear? I like to call them intuitive downloads. Once those downloads have come through, you then question why that's come through and why again. Ask yourself why like five times and you'll get to that core reason as to why you feel that way. It's hard to explain. <laughs> oh, no, you have. You've explained it really well. And I love the way that you said it's like journaling, but in your mind, because I love Absolutely. journaling. Oh, obsessed with journaling. Just to keep going <laughs> deeper and deeper and deeper. Like, don't just settle with your first answer. That's it. Go yeah, deeper in. And it. then how much more deeper in can you go? And how much more yep. deeper until you feel like there's really nothing left there? that's when all that stuff gets released from your body. Yes. And you'll find as well, nine times out of 10, it has stemmed from an experience in your life that has cemented that belief in you. And you'll go, as <laughs> it's like that, as you said, breakthrough. As soon as you have those breakthroughs, you're like, 
Okay, that's powerful stuff. I actually had a self-inquiry meditation like that. I think it was a couple of months ago. And it was all, I questioned my willpower. Because I'm honestly, Sally, I'm crap. I'm re- I'll promote <laughs> meditation all day long. But exercise, me and exercise don't have the best relationship. And yeah. I wanted to explore that. So I, I did this meditation where I questioned why I couldn't promise myself daily exercise and it went deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper to this willpower piece and why I had no willpower. Yeah, it's all fear-based and the same thing with fear of being seen, fear of being judged with my meditation business is just literally sitting with it. And you can play music, you can actually make it quite a pleasant experience, like the space that you're in. I mean, sit with a cushion or a blanket to comfort yourself through that. I mean, we're tapping into an inner child here, really aren't we? It's what it's all about. And setting up that space is so important too. Like I find everything's Mm. intentional. So if you have an intention, light some beautiful candles, like have some crystals around you. If you love crystals, like intention is everything and and having that beautiful space for you to feel nurtured in while you're going through that. Absolutely. And intention, you know, stepping in, it's like mine is my yoga mat, stepping onto my yoga mat. That's my time. I know that I will unravel in every which way but loose in this space and that's okay and gifting yourself that time and you know I I have the luxury of time I mean my husband and I we don't have children so I have that lots of people would call it luxury of time (laughs) so I am able to gift myself that to continue to grow and yeah going back to your question before you know literally sitting and being inquisitive and curious tapping into that inner child during a meditation I mean that's the misconception is that meditation you're supposed to sit still for 30 minutes to 45 minutes with no thoughts I mean that's just impossible that's isn't not it? even <laughs> humanly possible that's I don't think not, no, unless you're yeah, a monk that's that's true and that takes years of practice as well you know and I don't even think that that's valuable like really I don't The thoughts either. we come through are so important. Absolutely. And, you know, we all know when we have those profound intuitive downloads in our life, they really stay with us. So why not celebrate them? Why not spend time with them? And yeah, self-inquiry meditation is probably my favorite to sit with the uncomfortable, to sit with the why. Why do I feel like this? Yeah, but why do I feel like that? And keep going and going and going. And it's beautiful. Sometimes it's quite emotional, but but rewarding in the bigger picture. I wouldn't have done what I've done in the last six months if it hadn't have been for that. It's incredible because I spoke last week on the podcast about how I was sharing a poem in front of my very first speaking out loud of one of my poems was in front of Adam Roa and I was just absolutely petrified. (laughs) Like how all that's transpired. Oh my goodness. I think I've shared that on social media, but for those who I'm not connected with there, it wound up to be incredibly profound because I cried the whole way through and like a child crying, I had snot running into my mouth. (laughs) It was sobbing through through the words after, yeah, it was just, and I was held so beautifully by Adam and the 60 other people that were on there. It was just really loving space to be in, thankfully. But what transpired after that was I was doing a guided meditation. It was actually an inner child activation, one of Marcy Locke's, who I love. Yes. And my mind was going elsewhere. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I've got to let these thoughts float on by, you know. I've <laughs> They're interrupting me. I should be focusing on what she's saying. But I got to a point, and this is where you've really got to trust yourself where you get to that point, because a thought that came in totally unrelated to what I was being guided to do, and it was me sharing, it was actually my best friend's funeral when we were 17. Mm. And I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to sit with this. Like, why is this thought coming to me in this particular moment? Yes. And then I burst into tears because I realized that I had shared one of my poems out loud before, and it was at her funeral as she was being lowered into the earth. And so I sobbed, like just sobbed for a good hour with the realization that that's what my body remembered when I was reading out to Adam oh, Rowe. And I've got goosebumps. It wow. was incredible. And I thought, wow, like if I didn't let that thought come in and really sit with it, That's I wouldn't it. have had that massive realization. And I was able to work through that. Like I spent days just randomly bursting into tears and as it was being released from my body, but I'd held on to that for 
30 years. And that's such a potent, special example of what meditation can gift you. And you are so spot on in saying that it's about trusting yourself and sitting with yourself to go, okay, some days I need guided meditate. And that's why I'm so big on the intuition is let your subconscious or let your body even guide you what you need today. And obviously that takes exploring meditation a fair bit to lean into that. But absolutely, I think that's such a big piece is that people do try meditation and they say, oh, I got distracted when I was being guided. Well, yeah, okay, what happened? Oh, I just gave up. Well, okay, how about we sit with what's come up for you? And that's just that's just such a beautiful example of that. It Something was huge. That needs to come up to be processed and to be felt into. And it could have been seen as just a random thought that I pushed out of my mind while I tried to actually continue yeah. the guided yeah, and meditation. On what meditation you learn. I mean, there's meditation teachers out there that will just teach one type of meditation and they might say to you, if a thought comes in, I invite you to watch it float past you like a cloud. Well, yes, that can work to quieten the mind. Absolutely. But I'm all about the feelings and and tapping into who we are as a person rather than letting it all fade away, I guess. It gifts you so much when you lean into your own inner wisdom, I think. And that's the gift of just taking that time to sit with yourself. Like if I had have been thinking about the pile of washing, sure. You know, (laughs) let that one float on by. (laughs) But this was a pretty big thing from 30 years ago. And it was like, okay, I'm going to actually go with this. Yes. And you know, it's a knowing, isn't it? To stay with it. It's a knowing to not let that float away. Oh, so much. Yeah. (laughs) I just love talking about this and I could talk to you forever about it. What's one final piece of advice you have for those who either haven't meditated or for those who want to go deeper and try something new? Probably two different questions, but anyway. No, but that's probably who will be listening really. I guess there'll be a varied level of experience. I mean, for beginners, the first thing I would say is release any expectation you have. Just allow yourself to guide what you need. There's endless beginners meditations on various apps and YouTubes that will get you started. But if you go into a meditation expecting to feel a certain way, that's when your resistance will come up. I would just say go in open-hearted, be prepared to learn, be prepared to feel some incredible benefits if you keep it up. If you feel like you can't do it at home as well, a lot of people say that they they just can't find the space in their home. Source a local meditation teacher or group even. I find group energy particularly special as a way to start your practice because you get to meet like-minded people and you also genuinely are able to build a bit more of a habit by getting out of the house and going to a class. And that's where the self-exploration starts as well. Work through the resistance is probably my other part. Even if you come up with all the excuses under the sun, just know that's your ego telling you it's safer not to feel or not to sit with yourself, safer to distract yourself. But there's so much beauty in working through that. Oh, isn't there? And there's some short ones too, like for those who've got kids and everything else running around and COVID, like there's all sorts of stuff going on in the world where you can't go and do these classes. But there's some really short meditations that are so potent. Yes, absolutely. One of my meditations that I guide people through on their first session, it's I've called it breathe and feel. And all I get them to do for 15 minutes is connect with their breath, send the breath down to the belly, because that deep belly breathing is where you're able to drop into that relaxation mode and connect with your body completely. I'll do a very short grounding part where they feel their body on the ground, they're connected to their senses and their body as a whole. And then I'll just simply ask them how they are feeling in the present moment and just allow any emotions to come to the surface. I think people are surprised at how potent that can be in 15 minutes because tears can arise, anger can arise, 
frustration or, you know, joy or relaxation, all the things, but just stopping. And that's a beautiful beginner's meditation to use throughout the day as well. If you're sitting at your desk at work and you're feeling tense and agitated or you're experiencing a difficult thing throughout the day, just to stop and connect with your breath for five minutes connect with how you're feeling in the present moment you don't have to try and change anything you just need to sit with it there's so much power in that that's my favorite beginners meditation and I'll, I'll always intuitively change the script of it so to speak from my mind for whoever's coming to see me but breathe and feel it's beautiful I love that and again for me personally, I would go, I'd be still doing that in 10 years. It's not even necessarily a beginner's one. If you're stuck yep. in traffic, you know, for sure. just drop into your body, drop into your breath. I use it, it several times incredible. a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a great one to use. And for the more experienced, binaural beats is just such a go-to for me to deepen your meditation. The binaural beats guide you without you even realizing it because it's tapping into that frequency of emotion that will be sitting in your body. And then your mind just expands and you go from there. They're probably my longest meditations. I can sit there or lie down for an hour listening to binaural beats. They are potent, potent, potent. That's how I first started. That's how I first got into meditation. And I didn't even know it was called meditation. Oh, there you go. I just ordered these CDs online and it was one to six and you did one for a month and the next one for a month and it led you to a different state. And in that six months, my whole life changed. Yes. And all I did was listen every night as I was going to sleep. Oh, goodness me. It's just incredible. It is incredible. The shifts that you experience by listening to binaural beats. And the other one is self-inquiry as well. Just to really build that relationship with yourself is the best thing in the world that you can do. Because you see it everywhere now on social media, build the relationship with yourself and then it has a knock-on effect. And I don't think you can really understand it unless you actually do it. And it used to be called selfish. Yes. Isn't it so funny? Now everyone's insisting that you do it. Yeah, absolutely. And it does have that beautiful knock-on effect. Building that relationship with yourself through meditation is just magic, 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 magic. I love it. Love it so much. Thank you so much for your time today. I've really loved chatting with you. It's been beautiful, Sally. You you are a light, honestly. You really are. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, as you are. What you see me is <laughs> what's in you, right? <laughs> yes, the old, the mirror work. That's that's another kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to have another chat. That's right. <laughs> So how do we get in touch with you or follow your journey? Yeah, so my business is called Muse Meditation, M-U-S-E. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. All my details are on there to contact me. So yes, and I do um, Zoom sessions as well. So online, wherever you are in the world. Oh, perfect. And I will just back that up. I haven't had one with you, but I'm one not to get out of the house. I prefer to sit in my jammies with my messy bedhead or whatever. And I love connecting with people though. So everything I do is through Zoom or online and you can meditate so deeply like that. You can. And I think as well, just, I mean, I do quite a few one-on-one sessions online, particularly this time of year in Australia, it's cold. So nobody does want to leave their house. So (laughs) yeah, just to set up that space with intention in your own home as well. I find that people are able to relax more and have deeper meditations because of that so you're so right yeah it used to be oh you don't get online to do that stuff it's not as deep but I find it incredible it is it really is personal preference but I love it oh well thank you so much again it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much Sally We so appreciate you listening in and growing alongside us. We'd love it if you could rate, review and share with friends.